Good evening, everybody. This is V3Cast, episode 15, the official Voyager 3 podcast. Greg, Aaron, what's happening, guys? We're at 15. 15 episodes, five times three, seven and a half times two. What you know? <laughs> <laughs> Greg I'm has so a little bit different I'm setting. I'm doing this while I'm on vacation. I was just saying, look at the different setting for Greg. I think someone's on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am. Dig I'm it. Out in Spring Lake, Michigan, man. West side of the state. All right. And mm. it's good to see that you brought your drums with you. They're all set up in the background. Yeah, I got I got <laughs> all the drum cases back here. I loaded in early. <laughs> we always like to load in early. Yep. Man, I'm jealous of some of those pictures that you sent, all the different uh delicious drinks that that, that you have at your disposal and uh that lake and that pool yep. and that sunset man oh man you guys got yeah. it made in the shade out there yeah well we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna hear about uh the first stop i made when i got here all right the second very cool well do you know what goes hand in hand with an excellent vacation don't you mm-hmm. sweet beverages yes so um what do you got? Since Greg's on vacation, we got to hear what Greg has because I know he's probably got something real sweet to celebrate being on vacation. Well, I sent all right. So I sent you guys the picture the minute I got here from the uh, corner market right by the yeah. by the right. house here. Tons of stuff and, there. Yeah. So I went in and I got. I asked the guy for a local IPA, and I got this. It's called Tackle Box. Okay. And it's by North Pure Brewing. It's nice. got a really cool can of a, I don't know, some sort of like octopus t- uh, attacking a, a boat. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so might anyway, that be even like a, a Cthulhu maybe hinted beer? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, this brewery's in Benton Harbor, which is south of here. But um, I uh, wanted to get something that was from the west side of the state that I wouldn't normally be able to get out by mm-hmm. us on the east side. So. That's what I got. Yeah, fantastic. Also, our honorable mention, we were out in downtown Grand Haven today, and I got to go- stop in Outside Ales, the actual like uh, tap room. Oh, yeah, that's that there. place that has all the wood inside, right? Yeah, all I sent you guys a picture. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I had a pineapple IPA there. Oh, so that man. Was... You know Aaron would love that. Yeah, I, I would check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good, Aaron. Good. And like they told they good? told me that that's not one that they you know Oddside does a lot of canned beers, so you can find Oddside ales on our side of town. But um, I I asked them, you know, I want one that's that I can't get, you know. And she said the pineapple is only on tap there, so I wanted oh, to get right that on. one. Cool. So, and yeah, give, man, I've had a, give both of those a thumbs up. Yeah, I've I've had a good beer day, man, but. Tackle box by North Pier. It's really good. Dig it. So here's to you. Cheers. <laughs> Aaron, what you got? I got myself uh, one of them there spicy. Bloody oh. oh Bloody Mary, right? Yeah. So you get Man. to hear the ice clinking in the in the glass the whole time. Because I know people love that. Oh yeah. You know, that just that just um enhances the enjoyment that we know you must be having while drinking that drink. Yeah, and of course, that's Aaron a, always that's elevates ASMR. Right, I think it is. Yeah, ASMR I, videos are popular on YouTube, aren't they? Aaron's giving you the Bloody Mary experience. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Aaron always elevates the drinks he makes with sweet ass retro glasses. Which glass is that one, Aaron? Is that Wonder Woman? This is the man. Batman. Oh, Batman! Gotcha. Yep, yep. You moved Come it so up. fast. You, yeah. you you put that drink up to your to, to your lips so fast. I couldn't even see the graphic on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Is it spicy though, Aaron? Do you got scorpion pepper sauce in there? Yes, I do. I nice. got the scorpion pepper. I got regular Tabasco and some other stuff. A little lime juice. Other spicy. Got a little Worcestershire. <laughs> yep. Sauce in there. You got that in there. All the yep. stuff you're supposed to put in there. There's a oh, there's yeah. a particular list of the of the must haves, and then there's the optional tiers after that. Yeah. Like uh, 
bacon, pickle slices, all that good stuff, right? Cucumber. Do people put beets in Bloody Marys? I'm just curious because I don't know. I would. I haven't had that yet. Because um, I love beets. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just, you just gotta probably you want to put like sometimes they do it with a skewer and they'll have like an olive and some cheese and beet would go well on there. Otherwise, if you just threw some beets in there, they'd all sink to the bottom. No, and that's you wouldn't true. See them again till the end. Right. And you'd be fighting the ice. Like ice, get out of the way. I want to get to that beat. And the right. ice is like, fuck you, man. This is our show. <laughs> you never see the beat again. That's right. All I'm right. waiting patiently to point out the um, hypocrisy of Aaron's Bloody Marys. He won't. Wow. He can't handle a little chocolate in a beer, but. <laughs> But put every put damn vegetable, yeah. Put it, every damn vegetable you can think of in a Bloody Mary. That's <laughs> yeah. no problem. This this doesn't no it doesn't make sense. What's happening? No problem. Yeah, Let me Aaron, tell you. I Let fail me tell to you. see the logic. I never claim to be consistent on everything. When you said <laughs> pineapple IPA, I said, "Oh, that sounds good to me. I would try that." But uh, yeah, but I can't that, tell if you're being serious. Yeah, like, I thought you were being think, sarcastic. To be honest, yeah. With you. See, even Steve thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no. I would actually try that one. I thought a pineapple IPA would never touch your lips. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, you would think so, but I, I don't know. I like some stuff like, um, you know, orange in, in beer is great. Um, like hazy IPAs are all citrus. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly citrus that makes it hazy. There's certain, I don't want grape in a beer. I don't know. I can't really explain why. I don't want, uh, I don't, you want, don't want chocolate tomato. in a stout. <laughs> chocolate i don't want coffee in a beer but i would I try uh i don't want watermelon either you know like some stuff to me doesn't fit but is there such thing as a beer that literally has watermelon in there i've never yeah, heard there's that. some fruity uh fruity pebbles stuff they do line <laughs> fruity pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> i think lining kugels has one there you know they're always they're going to try everything they can throw everything at the wall and see what sticks but like citrus in beer makes sense to me right on why i don't know I don't know. Yeah, Aaron doesn't claim to that. be consistent. Remember, he's already prefaced this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are, What are you drinking, Steve? Well, White I I found a classic old school gem. White monster. That I didn't know they made this anymore. Are you ready for this? Do you guys remember what? this blast from the past called? It's Kool Aid. Clearly Canadian. Oh, oh yeah. are you kidding oh, me? Extinct. Me too. But I found it in this party store by the house. And it's peach flavor. I love peaches. So oh, cheers. It's like, it, a, lung, look, it's it's like a lungfish. Dude. Dripping it's wet. related to that. the dinosaurs. Oh, man. It's going to be so good. I'm going to take I'm going to look for that. Clearly Canadian Clearly plunge. Canadian was great. That was great. I know. They yeah. had black cherry, um, peach, and one other one. And I can't remember what it was now. Um, Here, here's right. another big one of that black, same era. Black cherry and then cherry, I think. Yeah. Another one of that same era, New York Seltzer. Remember that? Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I have not seen that around, but I bet you it's 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 going to creep in. Cato will remember that. Cato and Scope, man. We used to go get New York Seltzers. Oh man, we love those things. Absolutely. They had they had like twenty flavors or something. I think they had a lot. Yeah, that, that was classic. <laughs> I remember we were drinking. New York Seltzer's Aaron, we recorded that old vegetarian cannibals cassette because that was that era. <laughs> <laughs> That's no joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That yeah. stuff was good. We were All drinking right. them one after another. All right. We're going to keep it moving. And we have so much to share tonight on this episode of V3Cast. Um, the first thing we want to talk about is Motor City Nightmares. That was a week ago. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We were there on Friday and Saturday. We played Friday night. And man, I'm gonna tell you what. Hey guys, we, we played a, a show. We played. Yeah, a can show. you believe it? We played Remember live. That? <laughs> Remember that we played live. I got yeah. to hit like acoustic drums. That's right. That? that was great. We got to great. crank that volume up through a PA. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm, I I might have been a little too loud. I don't know. It sounded good from my side of the stage. Everything okay, sounded good. balanced. I, and my yeah. drums sounded real loud. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. But um, I, I don't the hold show, back, Aaron. That's right. No, well, the show was absolutely fantastic. There was every type of merch item, shirts, posters, toys, albums, um, CDs, uh, what else? Uh, comic books, magazines. Uh, the stars from Dawn of the Dead were there. Ken Foray, Galen Ross, uh, Scott Reiniger, Tom Savini, 
they did a panel uh, on Saturday at midday, and I went to that. It was great. They just basically tell stories of what of stuff they remember from when they were filming Dawn of the Dead, and uh, any little anecdotes and stuff that George told them, and just you know, just really cool stuff right from the people that were in the film. So that was awesome. Um, what else, man? We we met a ton hey. of cool people there too. Yep. Tom Savini actually made a point of stopping by our table because we were like right next to him. Yeah, we, we were actually corner. by all the, the, the Dawn of the Dead people, coincidentally. Yeah, so he's, <laughs> he stopped by our table twice. The first time he stopped and he said, is this you guys? And I was like, yeah. And I, and I couldn't tell if he was like aggravated because we were playing our music. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't know he came by twice. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then he came by again. And, and, and it was sort of the same thing. And uh, I still... <laughs> Still don't know if our music was annoying him or if yeah, he liked right. it. What did he say the second time? He said that he he goes, "Is this the? Are you got? Is this the? Are you doing a Goblin cover?" And I oh. was like, "Well, we're heavily influenced by Goblin, but we're not directly covering." <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that sounds a little better because the first time he said, uh, "Is this you guys playing?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Are you going to be here all weekend?" <laughs> <I go>, uh, <laughs> That still go. That can still go either way. Like, oh, oh yeah, shit, exactly. I got to hear this so, all weekend. Uh, yeah, I think the jury's out. Either he loved us or he hates us. I'm right. not sure which. He might have been saying, like, is this a goblin cover? Because you're ripping them the fuck off. <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah. could have been that. So I yep. don't know. Well, don't here, know, what I'm hoping we got for, his attention at least. and I'm going to throw yeah. this out into the cosmos, is that um, he's working on some kind of a film that'll be out uh, late next year, and he needs music for it. So yeah, uh, he's like, oh, this these guys might work out. <laughs> that's right. He's gonna give Come us on, a call. Tom. Hey, Come we on, can Tom. dream. We know you we? loved it. Yeah, that's right. We know you loved it. We're your band, brother. That's yeah. right. That yeah. is right. Yeah, it is. Sur- it is surreal. Like sitting, you know. Remember, I don't. I don't know, Steve. You probably remember. Uh, you know, Galen Ross having like just an impromptu conversation with us while she was kind of like sitting at her table before the whole thing started. Right. Totally. I mean, you just can't like can't put a price on like interactions like that you know these are people that you know obviously the three of us are starstruck by you know like i i i had to i had to stop myself from staring at tom savini all weekend because right. i mean i'm sure he thinks i'm a creeper you know <laughs> but i'm like man that's tom savini i know <laughs> he has it's done hard so not to much get starstruck speaking of tom savini i want to throw because see part of v3 cast as you all know is that we try to share cool shit with people right that 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 we obviously all like similar things so here's one for everybody if you're a tom savini fan uh there was a anthology series that came out probably in the early 2000s i don't remember the exact year let's just say maybe around 2008 roughly it was called uh dead time stories and it was done by george romero it was kind of like creep show where there's like four episodes on the dvd or blu-ray and uh, they were all like little shorts, maybe 20 minutes or so, and they were creepy horror stories. The last story on season one or disc one, if you will, because they did two of them all together. So the first one, it's called House Call, and Tom Savini directed that one. It is off the chain excellent. So seek it out if you, if you see the, the disc anywhere or maybe some streaming uh, services have those uh those films um check it out you'll love it i guarantee it every shot there's no throwaway shots every shot is thought out and beautiful and the whole story is great the writing is great the acting is great so tom savini tidbit for you sweet uh uh, aaron did you have uh, any highlights of uh of uh um, in particular and because you bought some things yeah i did i i was trying to be selective with what i was going to buy i didn't want to go too crazy but I'm a sucker for the Funko Pops for certain ones. And um, this one booth had the whole new line of Eddie from Iron Maiden, Eddie um, figures. So like, you know, there's Somewhere in Time, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Live After Death. Um, but, and this one, I, I, there were four of them. And then I went back for this one, the, the fifth <laughs> one. I, I don't want to show everything because it would, you know, it's goofy, but I will show this one. This power slave Eddie, you know, complete with like the pyramid in the background and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't resist it. I I tried to resist it. I I tried to say, <laughs> no, dude, I'm just gonna do those four. And he's like, well, you know, he threw he threw in the deal to get that one too. And I said, you are a good businessman. That's right. He friend. went in for the kill, and I was yep. like, you got me. 
you know, <laughs> and I was like, you knew that I couldn't walk away without this. So that was great. Um, I got some stuff. I got a cool Texas chainsaw massacre shirt for my kid and, uh, just, just cool stuff. I mean, um, it's always good to walk around several times because you, you're going to miss stuff the first, you know, time or two. And, yeah. um, so it was great. It was a great time. Um, a lot of people coming up to us and, and talking about, you know, maybe they'd seen us there before, or they'd seen us play there before, or they'd already had our stuff and they were like, Oh God, you guys are here. So that was really cool to meet people again. Um, you know, obviously we haven't been out doing stuff in person like everybody in the world um, until more recently. So not only to get out and play again, but to uh, be at the convention, this is our third Motor City Nightmare. And, uh, and, you know, so it was great to be back. And uh, we were hanging out all day with, um, with the amino, well, with one of the amino acid members. And then we played. Yeah, the don't show reveal here. identities, man. <laughs> like, oh, That's right. Good. I almost did. Also, we too, to, we, we were next door. We shared a sp spot, too, with, uh, with Astronomicon. See, what happens with these conventions is a lot of them kind of do a table at each other's conventions to try to let everybody know about them. So um, Motor City Nightmares had a table at Astronomicon when we were there back in, um, was that March or April? I lost track. But anyway, uh, and Cinema Wasteland, uh, excellent convention out in the Cleveland area. They had a table at Motor City Nightmares. So it's kind of a thing. Um, yeah. so we, we, we were next door to, uh, um, Astronomicon. So shout out to Mike. Uh, he, he was hanging out there and he's a good dude. He's in the twisted camp for sure. Yeah, man. And it was, um, back to, uh, you know, asses for a second. It was cool because, you know, um, we played a bunch of shows over all these years, like, and there are very few bands that are still around from the old forge days where we were playing, uh, you know, still the same three guys. And sometimes we had other people in the band, but, um, amino acids we've been playing with since like 97, I think 98. Yeah, man. Like um, at Elvin's yeah. and, and, uh, where else do we do Corktown with them or something like that? I can't remember, but it's been a, a handful of times. Um, done a lot of shows, yeah. including these all three motor city nightmares. And, um, it's great that they're still around and still creepy and weird. And, mm -hmm. uh, with that excellent you know, theremin and, happening. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And they're, they're perfect to play with us because they also don't have vocals. They're just like right. a, a crazy surf punk alien invasion. That's with right. Theremin, you know, right. so it's perfect. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. That was, that you know was who, you know who is really cool that we should mention, uh, also sat right behind us. In fact, he used our great, our, uh, t-shirt great to hang up. His sign was, um, Cooper Andrews from, uh, walking dead. Oh yeah. 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 Totally cool guy. For sure. For sure. Yeah. He was and he's like, funny. He, I mean, he likes to crack jokes a lot. It was, I was great. <laughs> yeah. He overheard me talking to somebody about drums and he like interrupted and he's like, excuse me, are you talking about drums? I'm like, well, yes, we are. <laughs> he's just like so nice genuinely genuinely nice dude and uh so if you're a fan of the walking dead just know that cooper andrews is the shit that's right that, dude, that dude's solid man For and sure. uh there was one other thing oh how about the guy that drove he came to astronomicon or uh astronomicon he came to motor city nightmares from montreal and oh, brought yeah dude yeah he brought his uh victory in the battle chamber Seven <laughs> album cover yeah so that we could all sign it that was pretty that was pretty cool i mean that's a long way to come and that remember is, to bring man. like Th that was a cool dude and he got some fun stuff as well from us and other vendors too he kind of had a full hands he had all these bags full of stuff i think he even went out and dropped them dropped it off at his hotel room you know he came back down with uh yeah a lighter load basically <laughs> i mean yeah. long story long story short these are the kind of places that we're meant to hang out and we had a blast hanging yeah. out and meeting everybody and obviously you know we've you know we've got a bit more recognition now because of new york ninja so quite a few people stopping by to talk about that and and uh you know have us sign some stuff so I, man it it does it does wonders for your ego <laughs> yeah, you know you know I, I, you know i have a huge ego you guys and right. i you know so this is good for me it's like therapy <laughs> i also have to uh say a special shout out to tommy uh she's the one who puts the whole thing on you'll always see her 
at the fest because it's she usually has a very bright colored hair like pink or something like that yeah. you always see her and she's always zipping around making sure everybody's all right she's always laughing and her kid is there helping yeah they were it's a family affair dude it always has been actually because she has older kids too that we used to do it years past yeah and i mean they 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 were super nice like everybody we talked to was super nice that was running it and uh yeah very helpful like even even down to offering to let us put our equipment in their hotel room that's true (laughs) yeah remember that like they're just you know very very giving and you know very accommodating especially for somebody as low on the totem pole as we are you know so i hear you for sure Oh, yeah, it was really cool. A a, a highlight for me in particular was, um, and he's a staple of Motor City Nightmares because he's there almost every single year pretty much, is uh, John Russo, the um, co-writer of Night of the Living Dead with George Romero and one of the producers. Oh, yeah, he was on the corner there. Yeah, yep, like opposite uh, Cooper Andrews, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, he was also one of the zombies in there too. So he he is all involved with that film. And then he went on to make um, Return of the Living Dead um, films later on. But uh, he's he's been he's the OG man for sure. So it's it's cool to see him still out there. He's got books that he's written about Night of the Living Dead and making it and all this stuff and many other things, posters and all the covers of the films that he's done. And uh, you can always go get an autograph from him. It's uh, very cool that he's still out there doing that stuff. Yeah. And then we also have to spend a couple minutes on somebody that we finally got to meet in person, our, our friend from Canada, who uh, oh, yeah. we've, yep. we've known forever. And That's uh, right. just got to finally meet him in person, which was awesome. That's right, yeah. Shout but out go to, ahead and reveal it. Shout out to Ghoulish Gary, pulling from Toronto. And his um, friend Eric, who That's was right. super yep. nice and awesome as well. Yeah, no, those two guys... Uh, and if you add in uh, Aaron Lumpton from uh, Rue Morgue Magazine, those guys used to do From My Parents' Basement podcast. Um, and just before, just like when COVID was starting, they had me on there. I think just schedule-wise, I was the only one who was able to uh, be on that. But we talked. That was right after we had to cancel our Toronto show. Or maybe yep. we canceled it the next day. Or, I don't know. It was right around there. Um, it was going to be our first time uh, in Toronto, in Canada, playing and then covid you know, squashed all that for us and everybody else in the world, basically. So, yep. Um, yep. but yeah, they used to do that podcast, but, um, for Motor City Nightmares, uh, Eric and, and Gary came down, um, and we, we chatted off and on all weekend and, uh, they finally got they to see us to play. Show. Yeah. Yep. They, they had never seen us live, uh, yet. Uh, so now that's been, that's been taken care of. <laughs> and Ghoulish Gary had a, had a booth with his art and it was amazing. It's Oh yeah, to flip through that book of stuff that he has. I mean, you go, oh yeah, oh that um, uh, Death Waltz album he did. Oh, and that Waxworks release that he did. Oh, Reanimator. Oh, cool. Oh, um, Creepshow Two. Awesome. Oh, Chud. Oh, I love that. Children of the Corn. Yeah, it's endless. That guy is busy. Yeah. uh, So if you don't know Ghoulish Gary Pullen, go uh, look him up because his artwork is next level. That's right, man. He's one of the top guys around doing that right now. Oh, and speaking of all that, he revealed that day at Motor City Nightmares that um, he has the cover to the upcoming Mad Magazine um, issue coming out that features Poltergeist. Is it the 40th 40th anniversary, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, something like that. So he got the cover to that, and the art is very cool. I, I can't wait for everybody to see it. I mean, it is out there now, so you can see it. You see, I'll look it up and find it, but uh, you will enjoy it. It's exactly what it needs to be, for sure. Poltergeist, one of my all-time favorite horror movies. So scary. So many elements of that are scary in, in yeah. different ways. It's, that uh, clowns, too. masterpiece. I know. And the tree. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. And that pool. What about the pool? The, the All the skeletons the floating back. in the pool. Yeah, man. Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> and how about the, uh, the, the in front of the mirror scene? It's pool. Yeah, it's just... Oh, God dang. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I n- never think of a, uh, uh, of a chicken leg the same again. <laughs> right. A huge highlight was Eugene Clark. Um, people, uh, if you remember him, he was the king undead zombie in uh, Land of the Dead, George Romero's fourth zombie movie. And um, he's Big Daddy. He was, he was showing how the uh, zombies had evolved 
and become more intelligent since since day of the dead. And uh, so he went out, he rose to lead this army, this horde of zombies on that huge compound. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and he was there. And so tell tell everybody how he runs his his booth, which is like probably the best the well, best booth of any celebrity ever yeah dude right. he's he's a workhorse man like yeah. he he like if you pay for a, a, an experience with him i'll just call it that because i don't know like what it is exactly but man he goes all out like you get so much for your oh, money yeah. and, and yeah. like he is just like on it yeah he he's shows hard up working. he's he's in character and he's got the contacts and he's got the fake teeth and he's got the zombie makeup and he's got his um, you know, coveralls from the gas station that his character uh, wore. Oh yeah, it's Big Daddy at the so show. He's, he's straight yeah, up. He is in character. Oh yeah. And, um, but you know, I, I I went to look him up to see because I know him, and most of us know him from Land of the Dead, of course. But I went to look him up to see what else he's done, and man, he's been busy. He's a musician for right? forever. Yeah, he has albums, and he was he was a football player. Believe it or not, he um. He, uh, he he got drafted to uh, the um, Pittsburgh Steelers um, like sometime in the uh, mid seventies, and although he didn't play, sometimes that happens. Like sometimes you'll get drafted to a team, and you're kind of like on reserve, and you don't actually end up getting field time, or whatever. But he did get signed to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then he actually did play for the Toronto Argonauts from seventy seven until seventy eight. So he he played professional football in Canada. But then he started acting. Check out some of the stuff that he's been in. Do you guys remember um, in the 90s, uh, William Shatner's Tech War? I never watched it, but I, I remember it. Um, yeah. He had a reoccurring character on that. Um, the character's name was Sid, Gome uh, Sid Gomez. And then uh, cool. he was in uh, Trailer Park Boys, the movie. And he did uh, a movie called Night Heat. He was in RoboCop Prime Directives, which is like a Canadian production. So some kind of, you know, offshoot of the RoboCop films, of course. Um, and then one of the coolest things, and I don't think I've ever seen the episode, but do you remember in the uh, late 80s, there was a reboot of Twilight Zone? Uh, those were actually fairly well done. Um, they did a remake of, uh, I don't know, a handful of classic episodes. And I don't remember if they did new episodes or not either. But They did, uh, they did new ones too. Okay, gotcha. Yep, okay. So he was in one called The Wall, and his character was called Captain Henry Kincaid. And uh, I don't recall seeing that, but I'm going to find it and uh, check him out on that. So that was back in 89 when he did that. Nice. Um, and then, of course, we all know him from Land of the Dead. But he has been working, and he still has, he has film credits after Land of the Dead and TV, too, by the way. Tons of TV and film. So this man is a hard worker. He's multimedia, athletic, right? He has albums. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he gives it his all. When you go to his booth, yeah, he's scary, you, man. You he's get everything me all weekend. If you ever go to a convention and Big Daddy's there, don't ask any questions. Just go and get his autograph and, and and get the experience. You will love it. And he's the nicest guy. We chatted for probably what, what was about forty minutes there, and as we were trying to um pack up after Saturday when we were yeah. we were tearing down, and he was kind of fixing his stuff up and 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 tweaking. Cause he was going to be there on Sunday, but we left on Saturday and we were chatting. It was yeah. great. It was absolutely yeah, he great. He was really open and, and warm and talking to us about all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. how, how he grew up and his mom and oh, just, yeah, he was know, saying, this his, is great. His, his experience at the conventions and how he, you know, how he connects with people and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was loving what, how he was talking about his mom. He goes, he goes, you know, my, my mom, she's not with us anymore, but but um, she, she was a Southern lady, and she's not afraid to bust your ass, even if you're 17 and a half years old. <laughs> I was loving that, man. That's so good. And that's so true. Yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, especially back in the day, like moms and grandmothers, you better act right because they, they'll be coming for you. And and that, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's not, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so apparently his mom did that. So it, it probably kept Eugene on the straight and narrow. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> just, just know that it's, you don't just, ah, oh, here he is. Take a picture with him. That's it's way more than that. So it's worth it. It's yeah. definitely an experience. So check him out. Eugene Clark. That's the right. man. I told him 
I happened to end up in the bathroom next to him at the urinals uh, one, <laughs> one point of the night. And I hadn't, this is before we had talked to him about his mom and stuff. So this was the, the first night. And I said, uh, you know, I waited till we were washing our hands and not when we were peeing because I didn't want to talk to him <laughs> at that time. I'm glad you, you showed made that the right call. level of restraint. Yeah, you, you got to be respectful to the man. So <laughs> while we were washing our hands, I, I said, you know, you're the king of the zombies, right? And he's like, oh, thanks, man. I said, yeah, you know, you, you took it to the next level. You, you're the best, you know, I'm sure other people have their favorites, but you're the best zombie of all time. That's, that's how I see it. That's true, so. man. Yeah. It was the next evolution from bub. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, that that's as good as it gets right there for sure. Yep. Yeah. What a great role for him to get, you know, like that's a iconic zombie for sure oh, yeah i mean he's front and center on the one sheet are you kidding me right. that's as good as it gets absolutely yeah yep. plenty of screen time all that good stuff all right we have some voyager 3 news to get at you here um the first thing we want to mention is that uh the voyager 3 store has a sale running or a special running all month of august any order over 35 dollars uh, any U.S. order, that is, uh, contiguous U.S. order, over $35 gets free shipping all through August. So uh, take advantage of that and pick up anything you've been waiting to get, uh, like the score to New York Ninja, which is our latest record. And uh, speaking of that, we have a new piece of merch uh, that just hit the store. Um, everybody probably remembers the Undead t-shirt that hit the store uh, a couple months ago. Now we have a uh, ladies version of that this really cool uh cut ladies version we'll flash a a graphic of that up on the uh, screen what else do we have oh um new york ninja is still playing on the showtime networks which they have a bunch of different channels within the showtime network so check the listings and um you'll be able to check out new york ninja in the comfort of your own house <laughs> Oh, it's just a little little mailbag. No, not 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 a big deal. Just um, mailbag. B B L Fisher was mentioning that his uh, underrated album was Mr. Bungle Voltaire. Vol oh Man, yeah. Come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called, Voltaire? I think so. It's it's crazy because in our circle of friends, I would never consider Mr. Bungle to be underrated, but like he's right. I mean, in, yeah, in overall, the grand scheme of things, right. like yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. His pick for underrated movie was Night of the Creeps. That's a and, good one. Uh, Joe Cady, his pick for underrated album was Sabotage, uh, Wake of Magellan. And oh. his movie was Monster Squad. So Monster Squad always, is good. What yeah. year was that uh, that metal album that, that he mentioned? I'm just curious. Sabotage? Like, yeah, like what era was that? So they had Hall of the... Was it like Hall of the Mountain King? or Yeah, like that's that. the one. I know that one. That, that's like the one that everybody talks about, but I, I, I have a feeling the reason Joe is mentioning this other one is because that tends to be the only one people think of when they think of Sabotage is the one that I just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. But didn't the guys in Sabotage end up, I think they went on to, to, to form the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> like I think that's like oh, their wow. main gig now. Oh, and then yeah, Alex Skolnick from Testament's also in that, right? Pretty sure. Right, right. Yeah. But I think it was one of the guys or a couple of guys from Sabotage started Trans-Siberian, and now that's their big gig. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's huge. That's that's worldwide, basically, right? Yeah. So Sabotage is definitely good, man. So right Joe is right. I'm sure that's, that, what, that's an album I got to go look up. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we're always throwing the ball out there to the people and saying, hey, what's your pick for this or that or your favorite whatever? Right. And so they responded and I wanted to get those out there so Dig people it. know to look up that stuff and check it out. One day I will embrace Mr. Bungle. One day I'll, I'll try and, and I'll break through the ice and get to like Mr. <laughs> Bungle. Maybe you did, you did it with killing joke. I love it. Love killing joke is everything in its own time, man. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how that is like uh, certain artists, you're just not ready for them somehow. And uh, yeah. either you don't even listen to them or you do and you don't prefer it, but right. then it can flip. And all of a sudden you're like, man, what was I thinking? Or I can't believe I've right. ever heard these guys or whatever. There's a, there like, is a universal truth. It's never too late for rock true. and roll. It's never too late. Aaron's like uh, Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Right. You're just not ready. You're just not ready for it. 
That's right. right. You will be. Yeah. Your kids will. All right. Our next order of business is a, is a fun one that Aaron thought of, and it is about film. There's new films, old films, and there are films that have been remade. So our question to each other and to you listening, what is your favorite film remake? That's a toughie, though, because there's a lot. And sometimes a film's been remade several times, so that comes into effect, too. You know, which version? Who knows? That's true. Yes, indeed. Yeah. When I, this, when one I, me, this one had me thinking, man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of options. And, and of course, like we say in a lot of lists that we do, uh, ask me again tomorrow and I'll give you a different one. Could yeah. be, you know. Yeah. And I, only chose, I only chose one, Aaron. Oh, Good. man, Good. Greg. Getting disciplined. When I, when I thought about this one, there's a specific reason I thought about it. Because of this whole Motor City Nightmares thing, it's all, all tied in. I'm sta- standing there looking at Tom Savini for two days straight. And I just wanted to tell him, you know, your night of the living dead is I think the best remake ever. Like I think, so that's what made me think of this topic and, gotcha. and want you guys to chime in with your favorite remake. Cause usually it's a horrible idea to remake a movie. Usually, usually you're right. Yep. Um, and uh, they're, they're, it's, it's a cash grab because it's name recognition. And it's just, you know, completely, um, and somebody couldn't come up with any ideas and they remake something. Well, sometimes remakes break through all that and they're good or they're great. And uh, I think Tom Savini's 1990 Night of the Living Dead is great for many reasons. To keep it succinct, one of the main reasons is because it's in the family. Tom mm-hmm. Savini has been with, with George Romero from the beginning. He was great, mm-hmm. basically a disciple. Um, and he... Not only was he respectful to the original with his remake, but he also, for legal reasons, it, he was able to give, you know, give some tribute to George Romero because they screwed up with their copyright thing in the original Night of the Living Dead. Right. And so, uh, you know, he lost the rights to his own movie. It, it went into public domain, basically. Public domain. And Tom Savini did a, you know, a sort of in-house remake that could actually, you know, give that give the props to back to george romero also i just think it's an excellent movie it's so well done it's so creepy every every bit of the movie makes you uncomfortable you know right from the beginning with the with patricia tallman and bill mosley uh driving out in the cemetery and just arguing about their mother like (laughs) i like movies i like horror movies that make you uncomfortable even when there's nothing scary going on like hereditary and midsummer and things like that yeah. Um, where you're just never, you're never able to relax because there's always just something to get under your skin. And, um, I think, uh, the, another thing that, that's amazing about it is, uh, Patricia Tallman herself, um, you know, nothing against the lady, uh, Judith O'Day who did, who did, uh, the original Barbara, but I prefer a woman who, um, or a character, a woman, a man or whatever, who goes through their, their time of hysteria and, and freaking out and panicking and then, find some way to galvanize themselves and become, you know, a bad motherfucker and go through the rest of the movie actually right. making a difference. So I love Patricia Tallman. I love how she um, kind of sheds all the, the frilliness throughout the movie. And, um, you know, she's like out there in the beginning in this skirt and her shoes fall off and stuff and she's right. trying to get away and she ends up finding the boots. It's almost like a role playing game. She, she puts on the boots. She, um, she, uh, you know, like rips her skirt. So it's like not getting in the way and it's not all like cumbersome. She gets herself a shotgun, right? A rifle, a shotgun. I'm pretty More sure that's the case. Um, anyway, I love her transformation through the movie. Um, it's a great movie. Great cast. Tom Savini does an amazing job. Excellent job. And uh, that among many, you know, a few great remakes. Yeah, t- and Tony Todd is great Tony in there. Todd. And I will mention, uh, Paul McCullough's score is really good in that. It's 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 kind of unique. Like there's not a lot of scores that sound like that one. Sometimes it's actually um, it's dark, but sometimes it has hints of I'm almost gonna say like playfulness in it. And then you think like, what are you what are you doing? But it works. It just yeah. works. It's really cool for sure. Yeah. And the dude in the basement, uh, Mr. Uh, Tom Towels is his name. 
uh, Harry in the basement. Oh yeah, is yeah. One of the biggest scumbags you'll ever see in any movie. The original guy in the original movie is really. I was going to say the original guy was yeah. pretty bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's such a great uh, role for a real like piece of shit. Yeah. You know, that you could. Anyway, so that's my that's my pick for a favorite remake. There are some other great ones too, but that's the one I'm going with. All right, Greg. What? How about you, man? What do you got for your best film remake pick? Man, I'm glad you said that that one's going to be hard to top because I think I can top it. Okay. Not to be challenge not to be com- on. <laughs> not to be competitive, Aaron. Right, right. But I think we'd be reprimanded pretty hard by the horror community if if one of the three of us did not mention this perfect remake. You know what it is? I have a feeling I know. The thing. Oh yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah. Come yeah. on. It, 1982. It, it, it's, a, it's a perfect so, film. It really is. So first of all, it's the eighties, Aaron, you know how I feel about the eighties, right? Right. Right. All the music I listen to is from the eighties. <laughs> the movies that I love from the eighties, but man, John Carpenter hit it out of the park with this one. I mean, to be, to be honest and in full disclosure, I don't think I've ever seen the, the, fifties one. Um, no, I mean either, and I need to. I want to see. Just check it do, out. You know, see where it I came do from. want to see it, but I don't need to. <laughs> you know, I know that all of us know that when we saw the thing, and you saw the practical effects in that movie, like my mind was blown. Like I, I had like never how did they even do that? Even to this when day, all, when all those things are like whipping out of that dog, like yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell That's is going on? I've never seen creepy. Yes. And uh, I love the tag. I, I don't know if it was the tagline of the movie, but I, I, I saw it recently. Like, man is the warmest place to hide or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Just the whole thing, man. It's so good. Like, you know, the whole idea that they're cold, they're remote, like they're stranded, like they're on their own. And, mm-hmm. no, and like the distrust of everybody around you, like just that. You know, you uh, got, there's multiple <laughs> layers of, of psychology happening, basically. <laughs> well, Aaron was talking about being uncomfortable through the whole thing. I mean, that's a movie where you're, you know, you feel for the actors, first of all, because they're out there in the middle of a blizzard. You know, it's cold to begin with. And mm-hmm. then then they just keep layering on things that like, you know, distrust of the people around you and nobody really knowing, you know, what the hell is going on. and right you know it's just it's just a, it's so good it's ridiculously good oh yeah and, and it, we and we and can't it, uh forget to mention uh annual Morricone's score for that Whew. super yeah, good it's it's it 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 still is like it still holds up to this day too cuz i just watched it not that long ago again and it's still just as good and just as yeah, i don't top. even think it feels dated at all honestly it's, no. it's so unique of a of a film that that's just its own world happening. And I don't care when you watch it. It's awesome. And I remember, I remember watching or maybe I watched a documentary on it or something, but um, I think like the guy who did the the practical effects in that movie, like it almost caused him to get divorced from his wife because he was so obsessed about making it the best Hmm. practical effect movie that's ever been made. Well, so like he, he like, succeeded. I hope I hope he's still married. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he he like it really put a strain on his like home life and everything because of how obsessed he was about getting it right. Yeah. So and how awesome is that one scene where they're it's when they're all uh, drawing the blood. So they're all strapped to the chairs and then yep. the chair with the guy <laughs> flies up to the ceiling. Oh, my God. It's incredibly <laughs> awesome. This is done so seamlessly. You're like, what am I even seeing? Get out of there. <laughs> Run. Yeah. All right, Steve, I'm going to put you on the spot. <clears throat> All right. Well, got hey, Aaron, I, I gotta got to say, man. No, 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 hang on. Don't, don't go into yours yet. Aaron's got the remake of night of the living dead versus the thing. You got to choose which one's the better remake before we move on. Oh, to okay. Yours. I got you. Yeah. So we're doing like a, almost like a side bet here. <laughs> Because Aaron Man. seemed pretty confident he had the best well, one. I just, here's, you know, I'm here's why I can't, I can't answer that, and here's why. I haven't seen the original thing from another world. I haven't seen that, so I can't contrast that one. I don't, I don't think it matters. Okay, so you're asking then, what's a better film, The Thing, John Carpenter's, or Night of the Living Dead 1990? Yeah. Okay, 
I'll you, go. With, I'll go with have, the thing. You have to the desert island. Desert island. You yeah. already chose. Yeah, I'll go with the All thing. Right. But I mean, uh, they're yeah. both absolutely amazing. But um, <laughs> for some reason, maybe that one just tops it out a little more. I don't know. Okay, my pick. Um, love your guys' picks. I think this falls right in line with that, in my opinion. It's kind of just the same caliber of remakes. Um, but uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which the remake I'm talking oh, yeah. about was 1978. Donald Sutherland. Oh yeah, for sure. So it, it it was remade from the 1958 film who that that starred uh, Kevin McCarthy and was directed by uh, Don Siegel. So um, okay, so 1978, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy, hello, fantastic, mm-hmm. and Jeff Goldblum. Oh man, it's got everybody in there, you know. Uh, and uh, the music, the the fantastic music by uh denny zeitlin is uh mostly orchestra but at just the right moments they bring in some synthesizers just for the creepiness and the and this kind of spaciness of uh the aliens especially uh in the beginning when they're showing them on their planet where this kind of looks like uh cosmic semen i guess for lack of a better term you know that's just nasty looking uh type stuff and they're floating through space that's some good synthy there and then sometimes when they're showing the transformation and some of that spookiness a lot of good synth comes in uh amazing score and then just the texture of the film grain and just the atmosphere of the film it's perfect it's exactly what i like and i remember the first time i ever saw that film i did not want to go to sleep i, I was totally convinced in my mind that something bad's going to happen if you go to yeah, sleep. probably not that good. different to when people saw Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm sure, you know, that kind of thing. And and a few others that have the sleep thing uh, mm-hmm. put in there f- f- for the story mechanism. It captures, um, you know, like a social paranoia because at first they're not quite sure what's happening because not that many people have been changed yet. And then it starts to go and go and go. Then it flips and now you're in the minority uh, and everybody else is crazy because they're not human anymore and they're devoid of emotions and they're trying to conspire to get the last bit of humans converted you know it's uh, it's wonderful so the you know kind of the noose keeps tightening or the the hallway gets thinner whatever you want to say and it's just tension builds and builds wonderful film love it um i'm actually due to watch it again soon it's probably been about maybe three or four years since i watched it um i just i gotta watch that one again great special effects i I think it's it's one of those movies from the 70s the quintessential 70s movie that fills you with the sense of hopelessness, right? I mean, yep. you can't win. And, and even during the movie, like you said, once the tables start flipping to where now they're in the minority, they're kind of like, why are you even resisting? You right. know, we're at peace. Everything is great when you go over to mm-hmm. our side and the, and the humans are like, you know, they're starting to have, Maybe they're starting to have doubts or maybe they're still resisting. It doesn't matter because you're still going to go anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's like, um, it's one of those seventies cappers, you know, in a decade where like that was so known for the good guys losing or the good guys dying at the end or, you know, things like that. Uh, whatever genre, horror, Westerns, uh, crime movies, you know, taxi driver and all these movies, um, where, where it's just about like sort of, just giving in or giving up or, or whatever, dying and all that stuff. Um, (laughs) Invasion of the body snatchers is like one of the epitome, you know, of of that, of that genre of that sort of school of movie making. So yeah. 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 Great. And uh, for those of you out there, I know Aaron's definitely one of them who love to read all the invasion of the body snatchers takes uh, because there's been more remakes after the 78 one. Um, but it's from a book called The Body Snatchers by Jack Finney, FYI. So um, for those who like uh, to read and, and, and check out the novel, the original uh, source material, check out that book. I'm sure you can probably find it at a used bookstore or maybe there's like, you know, renewed printings over the years. Um, but it shouldn't be hard to find, I would imagine. I know that I know there's an OG pressing of that soundtrack, right? But have any of the any of the big guys redone that one? Um, I don't think so. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that Greg. Cause I was going to mention this, uh, little tidbit. Um, I, I have the soundtrack on vinyl, but I also have it 
on CD. This is a 25th anniversary edition of the CD, and the uh, the vinyl has the same cover. Um, but the cool thing yeah, about yeah, the CD the is that the bottom part of it, like these bottom tracks right here, are interviews with um, Danny Zeitlin. So he's talking about how he got oh, nice. to do the film, and he's talking about just some stuff that was happening at that time, it gives you a little behind-the-scenes insight of when he was working on that film, because he's a prolific composer as well. He's done stuff for years, and he also does his own albums and plays on other people's albums. He's just an all-around mu musician and film composer. So, uh, you know, a deep um, credit list and all this kind of stuff. So it's really cool to hear those interviews. So that 25th anniversary CD has all that stuff. That's not on the vinyl, of course. That wouldn't fit. Um, but the CD has the same music as the uh, the vinyl. But no, I I have not seen, um, you know, a new version of vinyl like you know from Waxworks or Death Walls or anything like that. But that would be cool. Maybe they could find you know more cues and give you a, you know more music. I also want to I mention. Like that. <laughs> I want to mention how great Leonard Nimoy's uh, monologue is in that that movie. Oh yeah, and you know what. Well, if I can find a link to that on YouTube, I'll link it in the uh, description yeah. because people need to check that out for sure. Yeah. I think uh, those three movies are the best, the, certainly the best remakes. I mean, you know, the thing is, I didn't even think about like, oh, maybe there's a great remake of a Western or science fiction. My mind immediately went to horror, probably because yeah. I was looking at Tom Savini. But right. um, I know there are other good ones. So I'm curious to see what people come up with. Um, yeah, I want some suggestions ones, those, of things to watch. So yes, yeah, please let us know. <laughs> those those three beyond a doubt are phenomenal. Yeah. Can't beat them. Absolutely. Well, fellas, I think we're good to go for this episode of V3Cast. We talked about our time at Motor City Nightmares, our concert there. We talked about our cool meeting of Eugene Clark and and how he is above and beyond any normal guest at a horror convention, and you have to go experience his booth. And we talked about uh, our favorite film remakes. So please let us know what your favorite film remakes are in the comments or in the email, which is askv3cast at gmail.com. So until next time, this is Voyager 3, and this has been V3Cast. Mm -hmm.